0: Welcome to McCullough Christian Center's broadcast today. If you would like more information about our church, please visit our website at www.PurposeMCC.com. You know, there are two things that the devil hates with a passion. One of them is grace. Grace. That's the reason we see so much manipulation and so much twisting of grace. But the devil hates grace. Because when you recognize that God gave you something that you didn't deserve, it changes the whole paradigm of who you are in your relationship with God. But another thing that the devil hates with a passion is mercy. Because you see, I believe today that there are people that are in this room this morning that because you don't understand mercy, you can't walk with your head up. You walk in condemnation all the time. It might be because of the way that you were raised. It might be because of the religion or denomination that you grew up in. I don't know. It might just be the... The badness of your past. But you're walking in condemnation. You're walking beat down because of what you did or or what someone else did, and, and you can't hold your head up. Yeah, you believe that you're a Christian and you believe you've been born again, but you, you can't hold your head up because you're ashamed. You're ashamed of the yesterdays, you're ashamed of the past, and you're ashamed of all your failures. And it's because the devil hates mercy so bad that he blinds you from that. He blinds you about mercy. He tells you that you're not worth it. He tells you that you're no good. He tells you that you're valueless. And he shows you all of your bad things. He shows you all of your failures and all of your struggles and all of your mess ups. And that's what he wants you to camp out around those things. He doesn't want you to understand this morning. Listen, we spend a lot of time when we talk about the parable of the prodigal son, we spend a lot of time talking about how bad the son was and and and, and where he went and the extremes that he went to and, and all of that, living in a hog pen and, and wasting his living and all of that. And we talk about how bad the son is, but what we don't focus on enough is the fact that there was a father that stood there waiting on that son, that bad son, that man messed up son that, that son that made all the bad decisions there was a loving father that was standing there waiting on him to come home and not just to come home but the Bible says that he had a robe there and he put a new robe on the son's back, and he had a ring there and he put a ring on the son's uh, finger and some shoes on his feet that's the love of a father that is mercy uh, in picture form there because he messed up but he came back to a daddy that said I don't care about what you did yesterday all I'm concerned about is that you're here now and I'm going to restore you above that of where you were when you left Oh, the mercy of God. Oh, the mercy of a loving Father. Oh, the mercy of a God that looks down on us and says, I love you in spite of who you are. I love you in spite of what you've done. That is the mercy of God. And that is the reason, guys, that I push and push and push to get you to let your uh, uh, emotions come out because of the mercy All the mercy. Listen, I went for years because I grew up in church and I grew up in a church atmosphere. And that's where I learned all my bad habits. Because my mom and dad wouldn't allow me to do anything else. I wasn't allowed to go to ball games. I wasn't allowed to go uh, to picture shows as they called them back then. I wasn't allowed to do anything like that. So I grew up in an atmosphere uh, of church and all that. But unfortunately, that is where I learned many of my bad habits. And if if there was anybody, I can relate to the Apostle Paul because I blasphemed the name of God and I blasphemed his house so many times because of my sinful condition. And when I became born again and and Jesus came into my life and, and I had a true relationship with Christ and he began to change me, I walked in condemnation because of my past. You might walk in condemnation this morning because you were an alcoholic, a prostitute, or a drug addict or something like that. You might walk in condemnation because of things that you did outside of the church. I walked in condemnation because of things I did in the church. Because I was a sinner. And I walked in that condemnation and I couldn't hold my head up. I never could get past it. But one day I began to read the psalm. That there's a statement. And then it it is tagged. His mercy endures forever. And I began to understand about the mercy of God. And I began to realize that I could not do anything, Brother Robert. To deserve the blessing of God. It was all given to me as a free gift, Johada. It was given to me. It was given to me. I didn't earn it. I couldn't fix it. I couldn't buy it. I couldn't I couldn't smile enough. I couldn't I couldn't do enough. I couldn't raise my hand enough to get the blessing of God. I had to realize that God just simply because he loved me, he gave. He gave. And as I begin to realize that, I begin to realize that God doesn't hold my past over my head anymore. The only one that does that is the devil wanting to remind you of your past. But God never does that because of his mercy hallelujah hallelujah i want you just to hold your hand out this morning hold your hands up raise your voice up toward god and say father god thank you thank you thank you thank you for your mercy thank you father thank you lord this morning thank you for your mercy i thank you today god that you are a god of mercy let me never forget let me never forget I was listening to a song this morning by Matt Redmond. It's amazing. It's just, it's just amazing. The song by Matt Redmond about the mercy. The mercy of God. And in that song he says, Lord, let me never uh, forget the wonder of your love. The wonder of your mercy. Let me never go without the wonder of your mercy. The being in awe of your mercy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Come on and give him one more time. Father, I thank you. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, y'all need to go back to your seat because I got a word I want to drop on you today. Y'all, y'all need to act right. Y'all getting me all messed up here and I won't be able to preach this morning. Oh, the mercy of God. Man, is that awesome or what? Wow. Wow. Somebody say, Wow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Listen, while you're standing, or if you're sitting, please stand with us one more time and take your Bible and turn with me to the book of John, chapter 3. John, chapter 3, and I want to read this morning with, uh, beginning with verse 1. John, chapter 3, beginning with verse 1 and going through verse 8. Uh, Lord, the Lord's willing uh, this this just this message actually yesterday about uh, lunchtime God began to deal with me about this message I had another area that I was going to go in and and Lord's willing if you come Wednesday night uh, we're going to go in the other area that I was talking about or thinking about and and that's that's going to be entitled but uh, simply, But, so you don't want to miss Wednesday night because it's going to be uh, a word that you need to hear simply entitled but uh, with one T, but with one T. uh, I know what y'all was thinking, y'all just thank you for the mercy that's already on your life because you was thinking that and mercy is covering that right now. So it's but with one T, so you don't want to miss Wednesday night, Lord's willing. We're going to be talking about this morning, though I want to talk to you for just a few minutes on the simple fact of you must be born again. And I'm going to talk about some things that you must. There's some must in your life, and one of them is the most important. You must be born again. John chapter 3, beginning with verse 1. There was a man... is spirit that which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit marvel not that i said unto thee you must be born again the wind bloweth where it listeth, and you hear the sound thereof but cannot tell where it when it whence it comes and whither it goes so is everyone that is born of the spirit father we thank you today for the power of your word in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you so much for standing. I preach this message this morning first of all because it's <clears throat> what I feel Holy Spirit has dealt with me about preaching today. I preach it secondly because there are many Things in our culture today that would challenge the fact of what Jesus said to Nicodemus you must be born again the reason I say that is because there are many different avenues that have been created by man on how to get to God there are many different ways that have been created by man on how you can get to God But they have been created or fabricated by man. Jesus said, you must be born again. There's a young man by the name of Nick Vujicic. Uh, You might have heard his testimony. You might have seen him before. Nick has no arms nor no legs. He was born with no arms and no legs. But Nick travels all over the world giving his testimony about the goodness of God. And Nick said this, he said, there are three things that every individual must know in their life. Three things that you must know. You must know, first of all, who you are. Secondly, he said you need to know, you must know what your purpose is. And the third thing is you must know what is your destiny the first one, you must know who you are. There are many people today that sit in church pews on a weekly basis that do not know who they are. Friend, I want you to know this morning, and I say this with all honesty and out of the, out of the bottom of my heart, if you are a born again Christian, there will be no question about who you are. All right, So I I say that because I want to challenge you in your uh, walk with God. I want to challenge you. Do you really know this morning who you are? Sure, there are going to be battles and there are going to be struggles that we face and there are going to be many things that will come against you that will challenge your identity. But if you truly know who you are, You can come to me this morning and you can say you are a Rodriguez. And I say, how do you, what basis do you say that on? Because I know you are a Rodriguez. And I said, no, I'm not. And I could have used an easier name to pronounce like Hood or something like that instead of Rodriguez. But... I had to pick on my brother because he's here today and he hadn't been here in a while. Amen. Everybody welcome Chris Rodriguez in the house. Boudreaux. Go tigers. Ah, oh, Jesus. Let me get back over here. Make it up Um But you can't tell me that I am somebody else because I know who my daddy is. You see, you can't tell me this morning, well, you, you are a Davis or you are a Johnson or, or, or something like that because I know who my daddy is. Listen. The devil will challenge you on your identity of knowing who you are. But when you are truly born again, you understand that I have been brought into the family of God. I am no longer who I used to be. You can't tell me about my past and condemn me of my past because he has redeemed me and I have been born again. So I know who I am. There are many people here this morning and you might say, Pastor, I don't know my purpose. I don't really know why I am on this earth. I don't know why God put me where I am today. Can I ask you, because this hinges off of number one. If you know who you are, then you know your purpose. Because my first purpose as a man of God is to reproduce who I am. Whether you are a CEO, a CFO, or a UFO, whatever you might be, your first purpose as a child of God is to reproduce who you are. If I fail, boy, there's a presence of God up here in this place. I'm just really not struggling, but I'm just really thinking about just saying, y'all go to the house, I'm going to just sit here and enjoy this. We'll do that in an hour or so, Okay. But listen. If I fail... As a businessman, it'll be forgotten. If I fail at my career, then it will be forgotten. But if I fail as a man of God in the aspect of failing to pass who I am down to my wife and children... It will never be forgotten. It will have eternal consequences, not only in my life, but in their lives. You see... You might be here this morning. You might be a school teacher. You might be president of a company or, or or something else, and that is good. That is your career, and God can use you in the field that you're in. Listen, there might be some of you here this morning, and and this is just something that's been coming to me. You might be working in a place that is full of demons and devils, but God has put you there as a light in the middle of of the darkness. God can use you where you are if you are available available to be used. But let me tell you this, if you fail to reproduce who you are, that is the worst thing that you could ever do. Mom and dad, I want to tell you, you are reproducing who you are, whether it's positive or negative, you are reproducing who you are. Don't look at your little junior or your little sister and say, you do like I say, don't do like I do. That doesn't work. They will do like you do, and they will forget about what you say, so you are are reproducing who you are. The patterns that you set before your children, they're going to follow in those same patterns. If you put God as a number one priority, then your children will have God as a number one priority. If you treat God like he's, like he's something that you can get every once in a while and you don't have to live for him or be consistent, then friend, mark it down. Your children are going to do the same way. As a matter of fact, your children will do excess, do in excess what you do in moderation. While I'm, while I'm going ahead and digging around your flower bed, I want to tell you this this morning. You sit around your house and you drink a Miller Lite or a Bud Light, and you think everything is good while your little junior is sitting over there watching you. Friend, don't fuss when it comes to the time that you're having to get him off of the alcohol because he's doing in excess what you did in moderation. You see, a lot of times we don't think about the small things, but what we do, the pattern of our life is always leading somebody else. I got to get back to my, my purpose. Your purpose is to reproduce who you are in Christ. So knowing who I am and knowing my purpose brings about my destiny. All right. Nick Vujicic said that those are the three most important things a person can know in their lives. And it all hinges off of a knowledge that you have been born again. The Bible says this Pharisee named Nicodemus came to Jesus. He was a ruler of the Jews. Now I want I want to kind of just briefly quickly paint you a picture of nicodemus he was not just your common dude this man was super smart he was very well educated he was very intelligent he could quote the first five books of the bible verbatim he was very very intelligent he knew all the laws he knew all the rules he was quite acquainted with the 613 rules and laws of of the Old Testament. He was well-educated. He was a religious man. He sat on the Sanhedrin. Very uh, influential individual. But the Bible says that he came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no man can do the miracles that you do except God be with him. I want want you to get this this morning. Remember, you must be born again. Nicodemus was of this religious culture of people called the Pharisees. They had taken the Ten Commandments and the other laws, and, and they had added things to them over the years. For example, the, the Ten Commandments, one of the commandments that says, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy and keep it holy. The, the Pharisees had taken that one commandment and added hundreds of other commandments under that, detailing how to follow that and what you could do and what you could not do. For example, you couldn't walk through a field on the Sabbath day because if you walked through the field on the Sabbath day and your sandal caught a piece of grain and pulled it off of the stem, then you were guilty of breaking the Sabbath day by harvesting on that Sabbath day. It was so extreme that that if you spat on or if you spat or if you spitted, I don't know how that goes. If you spit on the on the Sabbath day, if you spit on the ground, it would create mud. You would be guilty of working on the Sabbath day. He was, he was bound up in religion. You couldn't drag a chair across the floor because if you drug a chair across the floor, it would stir up dust and you would be guilty of plowing on the Sabbath day. Go read it. It's there. That's, what, that's, that's the atmosphere that Jesus came into. That's the reason that they hated him so much. But Nicodemus had been raised in all of this religion. And he had had a form of godliness but had no power thereof. He had enough of God to call himself a child of God but not enough of God to live a changed life. And that's one of the things that many people are facing today. You've got a form of God that says, I've been to church and I go to church every once in a while, but you're not living a changed life. And the bottom line, ladies and gentlemen, is this, that you have not been born again. Because when you are born again, you will begin to live a life that is changed. You will begin to walk in a lifestyle that is redeemed, no longer to be bound by yesterday. So Nicodemus came to Jesus. And, and Jesus didn't go according to this scripture. Jesus didn't go up and shake his hand and said, how are you doing, sir? So glad to see you. Uh, my name is Jesus, and, and uh, nice to meet you, Nicodemus. Je- Jesus didn't go through all the formalities of that or anything. I want you to notice what Jesus uh, said to him uh, when he said, you, you got to be a teacher and you've got to come from God. The Bible says in verse three that Jesus answered and said unto him, not how are you doing? It's good to see you I'm honored that you would come being such an influential man, that you would come into my uh, place of dwelling. No, Jesus didn't say that. As a matter of fact, Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see uh, the kingdom of God. There's got to be a place in your life where you lay down. The old man in you dies and the new man in you is re- are born again. And Nicodemus said to Jesus, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb? And Jesus said, verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. We should have noticed something that the Bible says that Nicodemus came to Jesus by night. And I've heard several different ideas and opinions about this about him coming to Jesus by night. And I've all, I've heard that the reason that he came to Jesus by night because he was fearful of what the other Pharisees would think and what people would say. That's one aspect of it, but but can I get I want to bring it to you a little bit differently today because I believe the reason that Nicodemus came to Jesus by night, because if you go back to chapter 2, the last few verses of chapter 2, you see that there were many people that was pulling on the coat strings of Jesus, wanting time with him and wanting attention with him. But Jesus paid them no mind because the Bible says that he knew what was in the heart of man. He knew the thoughts of man and Jesus gave them no uh, attention. But here is Nicodemus that comes to him by night uh, and, and uh, talking to him. And Jesus stops whatever's going on. He never rebukes him for coming to him out of fear. So here's what I'm led to believe about Nicodemus. Nicodemus. I believe that Nicodemus came to the point in his life that somewhere down the line he had heard the teachings of Jesus. He had heard Jesus ministering and preaching and probably even saw the miracles and, and the signs and wonders that Jesus was doing. And something in Nicodemus' religious heart began to break down. Something in his religious rut that he was in began to shake him, and more than likely, he began to lay in bed at night with his eyes open, wondering about this man called Jesus. Maybe he was wondering about the the, uh, the the personality or the attitude of this man called Jesus because he had never seen somebody talk about something and then see them do something. He had always heard, this is what you've got to do and you can't do that. But what Jesus was saying was a whole nother thing. And maybe Nicodemus began to wonder, maybe I need to go and investigate this because what I'm hearing from this man called Jesus is not what's going on in my life. He's talking about being the son of God and knowing the father, but it's a whole new picture that I'm not experiencing So, I think that maybe Nicodemus, out of a hunger and a desire to get in a place where it was just him and Jesus, a one on one conversation with the master where he could sit down and listen to what Jesus had to say. Listen, can I tell you something? There will be a time in your life, I pray, that you have the opportunity. If you continue to neglect God, that there will be a time in your life, there will be a night season in your life you you got to catch this. There will be a night nice season in your life after you've tried it on your own, after you've gone through all the religious uh, uh, uh mess and all you've done and you've been religious and you've done all the right, you know how to raise your hand. You know how to lift your hand up on the right stanza of amazing grace. You know when uh, to say hallelujah at the right word in victory in Jesus. And you know how to do all of that stuff. But friend, it has gotten you nowhere. You are still depressed. You are still messed up. You can't stop the lifestyle that you've been trying to get out of for years and years. But thank God there will be a day, there will be a night season in your life when you've heard about this man called Jesus and something in your life is beginning to stir and that night season will cause you to lay down all the cares about what somebody thinks of about you, and not worry about what somebody is gonna say about you and not worry about how it might affect your career and you go to Jesus and you say, I've got to know who you are. I've, g- Oh my goodness, I've got to know. Tell me who you are because nobody has ever shown me what you're showing me. Mm. You see, in that night season... Nicodemus had a personal encounter with God. He had a personal encounter with God. It did him better than any religious affiliation that he had had theretofore. It changed his life. Listen, the reason many times that the world doesn't want what I've got. It's because they have seen an artificialness they have seen a superficialness about me and they ha- and i have failed to exemplify the true relationship of a man of god in my life to them Listen, my dad uh, uh, for years and years would tell me, son, you need Jesus. I would say, dad, I'll get him when I want him. And, And dad would say, son, I'm praying for you. My mom would say, son, I'm praying for you. And I ran away from that. I would get embarrassed when daddy would talk about Jesus in front of other people. But listen, I came to a place, there was a night season in my life when I had struggled with it, I had wrestled with it, I had battled with it for years and years. But in that night season in my life, I recognized that I've got to have the God that my daddy had. I've got to have a relationship with a God that my daddy talked about. If I can just find the one that my daddy talked about, I know everything will be all right. Daddy couldn't give it to me. Daddy couldn't fix it for me. I had to find a, a relationship with a God that could only change my life. Except a man be born again, he cannot, he cannot see the kingdom of God. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 1 and verse 7, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Listen. For the sake of time, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go into all this other uh, details. But I'm just telling you this morning. Nobody in here. Listen. If I could, if I could come to you this morning. And say, stand up. Because I want to come and I want to look into your heart. And I could put my other glasses on, my heart glasses, and I could come and I could just look into your heart. I might say, man, you've got a beautiful heart. You're looking good. Everything is good. Or I might look into your heart and say, oh, my goodness. You're messed up. But you see, I can't do that. But in reality, there's one this morning that has already looked into your heart. He's already saw the condition of your heart. He's already looked into who you are. As a matter of fact, he saw you before you woke up this morning. He already knows who you are. And the beauty of that is that God allowed me this morning to stand before you today. And I want to tell you today, you might hide it from your wife and you might hide it from your husband and you might hide it from your boss man, but God already knows. He's already seen it because the bible says that the word of god in hebrews 4:12 is quick and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword cutting even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart and neither is there anything in man that is not exposed before the word of god so god sees he already knows So if he already sees and already knows. You my friend. Are walking. Simply. In the mercy. Of God this morning. I know this is not. Popular preaching in 2019. But the reality is this. If God is God and I believe he is, then God's word is true. Doesn't matter how I twist it or turn it, God's word is still God's word. So ladies and gentlemen, I present to you this morning this little statement, you must be born again. You say, Pastor, if I'm born again, will I act like you? I hope you don't. Judy said, please don't. <laughs> but you must be born again. And here's the thing. If you are born again, there will be no question about who you are. Because when the devil comes and says you're nothing but a low life, When the enemy comes and says, I remember, I remember, I remember when you were so messed up, you couldn't even get off the floor. I remember when you were so messed up, you were defecating on yourself and all that. I remember that. If you are born again and you know who you are, you will be able to stand right up in the face of hell and say, you know what? Thank God I have been reborn. Thank God I have been born again. That is the awesome thing about being born again. Listen, I know I've skipped over so much, but I've ran out of time. I want you to stand with me, please. Those of you that are going to be baptized this morning, you can go on back and, and get ready for baptism And I want you, if you can, please stay and celebrate this time of baptism because it is the result of being born again. You guys go ahead and come, Sister Kathy. So what you're seeing today played out before you is is not just a show. It's the result of somebody being born again of a life that has been changed and redeemed by the power of Jesus Christ. So I want, you, I want to ask you this morning, and, and I want you to do this for me. I know there's a lot of moving around, but I want you to do this. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes this morning. No one looking around. I want to ask you this one question. You know what it is before I even ask, but I want to ask you this one question. Have you been born again? Have you been born again? I'm not asking you if you've signed a membership role of a church. I'm not asking you if you were christened as a baby. I'm not asking you how many times you've been baptized. I'm asking you this morning have you had an experience with Christ? Where you were born again. And with every head bowed and every eye closed, no one looking around, if you were here this morning, you say, Pastor, I know I have never been born again. Or you might be here this morning and you might say, Pastor, I'm not really sure if I've been born again. If that one of those is you, I'm going to ask you this morning just to slip your hand up. and Just hold your hand up. I'm not going to come back to you. I'm not going to embarrass you. Nobody's going to do anything. Nobody's going to say anything. I've never been born again, Pastor. I'm not sure if I've been born again. If that's you this morning, I see your hand. Thank you so much. You can put your hand down now. Here's the thing that we're going to do, and they're going to sing, and we're going to have baptism. Listen, right where you are, right where you are this morning, you can be born again. here's the thing to be born again you just recognize I'm a sinner my sins have separated me from God but I come today and I confess my sins before God I ask him to forgive me I ask him to purge me and make me a new creature in Christ if you do that you can be born again right where you are this morning. So I want us to pray Father, I come today and I come as a sinner. I come, Lord, today as one who is bound in sin. Lord Jesus, please forgive me today let your precious blood this morning flow over my soul and over my heart redeem me restore me renew me this morning i confess my sins to you and i thank you that you have forgiven me father this morning i confess you as my lord i confess you as my savior I thank you today that I can walk out of this place this morning knowing that I have been born again. I'm a new person. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. In the name of Jesus, thank you today for saving my soul. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Now listen, if you prayed that prayer, I want to hear about it, okay? Because we want to help you grow. We want to help you mature in your relationship with God. So if you prayed that prayer, let me know. Let somebody know who is affiliated with this church so that we can make sure that you get things in your life. that.